Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret's just-arrived collection of swim and other sun-ready silhouettes. Pack your bags with new styles from the Very Sexy Collection, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy push-up bra, in on-trend hues like green and citron and black shine. Rewind to the future with the VS Archives Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. Plus, mix and match with their wide range of bikini tops and bottoms to find your dream suit. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome to Katie's Crib, a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. Do your kids think you're funny? I don't know. I think so because they laugh at me when I'm trying to be strict with them. You know, I don't know what it's like having someone that looks like a lion just like yell at you. (laughs) Hi, everybody, and welcome back to Katie's Crib. This week's guest is hilarious. If you don't know her, you should. Her name is Michelle Buteau, and she is a mom of twins. She had an incredibly wild five-year-long journey to parenthood that she shares all on this podcast, as well as all of her amazing stories about parenthood in a pandemic with a Dutch husband. We talk a lot about our foul mouths. You're going to enjoy it. But let me tell you first about Michelle. She's a stand-up comedian. She's an actress. She's a podcast host. She's one of the stars of the TV remake First Wives Club on BET+. And the host slash the voice of the popular Netflix competition series The Circle. Michelle can also be seen stealing scenes in some of your favorite shows and films like Happiest Season, Always Be My Maybe, Russian Doll, Someone Great, and the upcoming Marry Me with Jennifer Lopez. She also recently published her first book called called Survival of the Thickest. It's hilarious. Get it now. She also has a one-hour comedy special. Welcome to Butopia. I love it so much. It's streaming on Netflix now. And the special recently won the 2021 Critics' Choice Television Award for Best Comedy Special. We are so lucky to have Michelle on Katie's Crib. This interview is going to make guys laugh. 
Michelle, thank you for coming on to Katie's Crib today. I mean, wow, I am a huge fan of yours. Like, you have no idea. That is so nice. Thank you for those words. I am also a huge fan. Okay, you have two-year-old twins, Hazel and Otis. Yeah. Did you know you always wanted to be a mom? Like, yeah. were you a kid that wanted to do this? Yeah, I I knew that I always wanted to be a mom and work before I even knew I wanted to get married. I never even thought about getting married. I couldn't picture who that person would be because I never liked people past three weeks. And I'm like, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but I know what motherhood is and I'm down for that. My uncle's the Archbishop of Jamaica and he does more baptisms than weddings. So people are just out here having babies, but like not together. So I was like, yeah, that's what I want. But you know, wow. It's been a Zay because the twins <laughs> just started daycare a couple of weeks ago. Haven't been sick for a year because they've been home. Got and now they're sick, sick in daycare. Yep, I do. Then yep. they have to be home with me this week. But I also convinced my husband to take a boy's trip to Tijuana this week because he need to get the fuck out of the house. Because I'm like, sure. I need to miss you. You need to go. Like, you know, it's bad when you can't even stand the way your husband breathes. And I'm like, I'm glad he's got breath in his body. I don't need to hear it. I know. Uh, let's talk. How has having your twins in a pandemic, how old are they? They're two and just a couple, few, January. So two... Uh, Right, right. Yeah, we don't know. I know. They're not paying taxes. They don't need to know. (laughs) How was pandemic twindom for you? Yeah, we've had uh, an amazing nanny uh, who specializes in twins. So she basically taught us how to be parents, which is amazing. Um, But with the pandemic, she had to go in quarantine. We had to go in quarantine. There's always been people in the house, friends or family to help us. So I was like, how are we going to do this? It was scary at first because it was like snorkeling, you know, where it's like, it's beautiful, but I can't breathe. (laughs) But then we just like, it was all scheduled. So I was like, husband has him this hour. I have him this hour. We tag team to take a shit, depending on what the day is. We go to this corner of the house at 11, 12 o'clock. We go upstairs, ah! you know? So we try right. to like make it fun for all of us. Um, edibles help definitely after four o'clock. I time it out with their bath time. And by the time they go to bed, no big deal. I don't do them all the time. I just did the whole bedtime routine, like on a really nice buzz. And I was like, oh, this is so much more fucking fun. Like, what have I been doing? Like, why have I not been doing this? Um, Yeah, it's true. It's true. So there are so many aspects of your memoir, Survival of the Thickest, (gasps) that... Did you read it? It's so fucking great. (gasps) I told you I'm a huge fan. What are you talking about? Dang it. (gasps) I'm honored to get you. I think you're amazing. You know, not everyone is very open Um, about their fertility experience, about their motherhood experience. And when someone is, I'm like (gasps) very, very excited for me and for our Katie's Crib community because uh, I think a lot of women are... We suffer in silence. We suffer in silence and we're supposed to be perfect and it's fucking not. We have really heavy periods, put on a tight dress, go to work, try to keep up with everybody else, better than everybody else, making less money, doing all the things, have to apologize for being the smartest person in the room. So yeah, yeah, we suffer in silence. It's how we've been taught in almost, in every country for thousands and thousands of years. And now I'm just like, fuck Fuck the, yeah, fuck the noise. Fuck the noise. 
you were on a very long fertility journey, which in, is a yeah. part of your act too. I've seen you talk about like it was five years, five years, um, four miscarriages, countless <sighs> needles. The way I look back on it is the way people look back on quarantine where people are like, God, I didn't know I was so busy, like running away from my family, <laughs> like always doing this, always doing that. And so for me, looking back on those five years, I'm just like, God, I can't believe I still, you know, just had a DNC and then like posted for Rosie O'Donnell, like three days later, just because I needed some sense of normalcy, Mm -hmm. but also like, Mm -hmm. bitch, you can't, you could barely walk. So your miscarriages, were they far along? No, they were all between six and nine weeks. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure a lot of your listeners know with IVF, it's like you're prepping your body for so many months to think it's pregnant. So all four of them were IVF also. Yeah, every, yeah, I've been a science project. That is also so expensive. It was beyond and out of pocket because God forbid you want to try to have a family going down an alternative route because oh, just old white men, please stop. No, it's really bad. Our insurance, our healthcare system, it is a complete disaster. We're the only country in the world that has no paid maternity leave. Great. Isn't that so crazy? And my husband from Holland, these yes. women get a whole... Yeah. And when they come back to work, they can come back to work three days a week and still get paid for five because they appreciate parenthood, motherhood so much. And that's why these motherfuckers live longer, all riding bikes, eating fish oil. They're riding so many bikes. It's It's unbelievable. It's too much. It's it's unbelievable. So, okay, four miscarriages. And then how did you finally come to the decision that a surrogate was going to be your road? And then tell me about, I think there was surrogacy loss situation because you were doing this in New York and there was probably a ton of barriers. I mean, I surrogacy wasn't legal in New York unless you're related to the person. And I'm like, that is. And it only became legal, I think, last year. Yeah, Two June of last year. So yeah, yeah. when I sort of went through this journey and started talking about it, uh, I was on Wendy Williams talking about it and Andy Cohen saw the interview and he reached out to me and he's like, I have been trying to lobby for surrogacy in New York. It's in the budget. I need people on board. They're trying to make it like a rich thing, a gay thing. It's just like so ridiculous. And so I went to Albany with him and a bunch of other fierce ass people just the stories, you know, it it wasn't exhausting being out for eight hours, just talking to people. It was exhausting, like living through people's grief all over again. Mm -hmm. And we've all been on this other side of it where we're like, okay, now we can look back and talk about it. And now you have like this elevator pitch for your your trauma, which is what you need to go into these rooms to make shit happen. And it was like, just fucking bananas. Cause I was like, yeah, I've narrowed it down to six sentences or less to try and keep people's attention. So I was like, I see all of you. And it was really bananas. And I even, you know, so hard not to cry every damn minute, but I, I was like, God, where were you people? When I was going through this, because there was no one to talk to, which was so crazy for me because I know way too many people. How do I have not one person I could talk to about this? Not even my therapist. Why? It's really... It's so ridiculous. And it it happens more than we know. Oh, yeah. And, And honestly, it's why I'm so appreciative of you being so open. Gabrielle Union was on last year and she had a surrogate... But she has uh, dinometriosis, and she 
got the help that she needed because Lena Dunham has the same thing and posted something about it. And Uh, so Gabrielle reached out to Lena and was uh, like, please help. And Lena, like, and so it's like you keep paying it forward. You know what I mean? So now that you've made this step, it's like now you influence other people. I hope so. Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. Of course you do. Um, Okay, so how did you find your surrogate? How was the pregnancy experience? Was it insane? Like, tell me about that. Tell me about the whole journey of, like, actually getting her pregnant, all of this. Um, well, um, well, when you do IVF, right, you have to go to the clinic at least three days a week for sonograms, blood tests, pay for your medicine out of pocket. You just feel like you're Carmela Soprano. You're like, Tony, any money, you know? And it's just like ridiculous. And so after the last miscarriage, my doctors who are amazing are like, we want you to walk out of this office pregnant, far along. And they were so great, but my body was just so tired that I was like, I can't do this anymore. And I don't know what to do. And then they sit you down and give you the pamphlet with surrogacy. And you're like, what is this? And my doctor worked with a couple of surrogacy agencies that he really trusted. And so I just, I was like the girl who just got the license at the car dealership. I'm like, tell me where to go and tell me what to do. I can't make any more decisions for myself. And so I just called up this agency and it was really hard to just even get an appointment. I was like, Oh my God, how long is this going to take? It's still a whole step. And as things started to happen and we were meeting and they were like, do you have any more questions? It's sort of like going back to work with COVID. I can't think of questions for something that's never happened before. Right. So it's really just as we go along. And then there's some questions. It's so personal. You're like, am I even allowed to, Ask Ask that. Sure, sure. You know, it is a a very weird, wild, emotional experience um, going through surrogacy without even knowing anyone that's done it. It feels like you are on a roller coaster ride in the dark, but people keep telling you it's going to be beautiful. Don't worry. Keep holding on. But you don't know when the next thing happens. It's a, it's, it's a huge miracle. The fact that anyone is born. Remember that when you have road rage, the fact that anyone is fucking born <laughs> is crazy. You know what I mean? It's just like, Ooh, damn, I went through something. I know. And I'm so, I'm sitting here just thinking like, my God, like this is a fucking journey. It was weird. And everyone I know who's had IVF or even just egg freezing, the hormonal shit of, yeah, like getting your drugs and then having your partner or yourself or whoever putting them into your body and then feeling sick and bloated and all this. And you did that so many times. And then to go through a surrogacy um, agency, I mean, unbelievable. So how did you check in with your surrogate? We spoke every day. I would check in with her every day to see how she was feeling because at this point, when the babies were born, I felt like I had already met them when I was like going through IVF. Between the miscarriages and everything, I was like, I need to meet these souls, you know? Did you ever think twins was a possibility? How did that information come your way? (laughs) (laughs) I did not know what was in store. I knew that we had 
um, some embryos banked. I knew yeah. that in, in terms of being safe about it and being sure about it, it's like, let's put in no. a few. Yeah, let's, let's, yes, exactly. Let's so, put in a few because the chances and the odds and, yes. you know, one takes, one might not take. It's exactly. really expensive. Exactly. It's kind of gross how people think we just wake up and we're just like, I don't want to ruin my body and I have money to spend. It's either kids or a boat. So let's get a kid with curly hair and make sure it's like, it, that's not what we're out here doing. This is like a right. last ditch effort of, I really hope I get to make this family happen and meet these souls that we've worked so hard to have. Right. And so, yeah, I mean, it was just so great. Like proper educated people asking me with like plaques on the wall, making important decisions, asking me stuff like that, you know, like, wow. You know, it's just so crazy. (sighs) Yeah. People are, are, people just don't understand what it is or how it works. Because we're se- people are so selfish and never think outside of their like five mile radius in their head to say, oh, I don't want that, but you do. So it's still worthy. Right. And right. it's yeah. like, what the fuck? <laughs> Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Like many of us, you might think identity theft will never happen to you. But consider this. There's a new identity theft victim every three seconds in the U.S. That's over 15 million people by the end of this year, equal to the populations of New York, Los Angeles, and Chicago combined. Even worse, identity theft victims often don't even know they're victims. That's why LifeLock Identity Theft Protection alerts you to identity threats, even the ones that don't show up on a credit report, like data breaches, fraudulent bank transactions, loan and credit card applications, and crimes committed in your name. If your identity is stolen, your own dedicated LifeLock U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. LifeLock protects you in ways that you simply can't on your own. 
Join now and save up to 25% your first year at lifelock.com slash iHeart. That's lifelock.com slash iHeart to save up to 25%. Identity theft protection starts here. This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. So when did you get the call that it was twins? Was it around the 12-week mark or something? Yeah, I think it was a couple weeks, but it was because there was some bleeding. And we're like, oh, no. And in my mind, I'm like, here we go again. But when we did an ultrasound, there was two heartbeats. And I was like, what? But like, even up until the second they were born, I was like, I don't want the other shoe to fucking drop. Right. Right. Because you've had, you've been through such trauma that you were like, there's no way this is going to work out. There's no way it hasn't worked out up until now. So like at some point, some shit is going to hit the fan that is unexpected or whatever. I, I've felt that so many, I mean, I've had miscarriages and stuff like that before. Um, Does it ever leave you though? I mean, do you still feel that way? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. For sure. I mean, and even going through this year, I was pregnant during the pandemic and it was just hard being pregnant and isolated. And even my labor, I was like, something's going to go horribly wrong, Mm. right? Like something's going to go horribly wrong. Mm -hmm. There's no way that Mm -hmm. like, you know, um, hello. Oh my goodness. Here's my child. Hey, Albie, I'm, I'm busy talking to my friend, Michelle. Okay. Okay, we love you. Have a good day at school. Albie just started school, too. Oh, my goodness. Two weeks ago. Albie, this is my friend, Michelle. Hi. Hi, Michelle. Hi, <laughs> Poopy Michelle. Oh, okay. Are, what did he say? Hi. Hi, Poopy Michelle. You're welcome. We're big oh. in the potty talk right now. <laughs> I had a good Poopy, too. Thanks for asking. She had a good I, Poopy, I, too. I, Thanks I, for asking, I'm, she said. I'm here. Yeah, I'll come soon. Oh, my God. Okay, but our kids started school also and in two days was sick. Two days. I... I, A cold. My husband got a cold. My baby got a cold. I was like, is this a fucking joke? This is what we're doing. And also, is it COVID? And are we freaking out? And what are we doing? And everyone told me, your kid's going to get sick in the first two weeks. Oh, my goodness. So as as far as school is concerned, like, how did your kids adjust to being in school with other kids being around? It was so hard. And this is a personal decision for me. 
but it, I was trying to find a daycare where they they weren't required to wear masks because they're two years old. I'm in the same boat. His his doesn't require masks either. Yeah. So the fact that I found one, I'm like dope. And then it was a whole kit and caboodle of just like they better be nice to my children. Are there are there cameras? But they weren't cameras. But they send you updates and there's an app. I'm like send me updates all the time. So I was like that bitch. And I was like ah, oh, they like it. Look at them pouring stuff and listening and doing yoga and um. Yeah, they were the only two in the class. And I was like, where are the rest of the kids? They're like, oh, this is it. The whole point was for them to be socialized. No way. There are no kids in the class? There's no kids in the class. And I'm like, why am I sitting there with no peanut butter if there's no kids in the class? Right. (laughs) So finally, there's another kid, but he's only there. He's there part time. Where are the children? Where are they? Are they all sick with the same cold that you gave to your kids and they'll be back next week? No, there's, you know, it's a fun, there's like a 24 month cutoff and then like Uh a two year old thing. So Uh all the kids I have a fun 24 months under. That's why I'm like, this math is bullshit. If that's not true, I I mean, I'm really, whatever. I, my, my school, I'm not trying to be like, my school's better, but it's not. But it I'm just saying, probably it's, is. Mi- it's mixed age. Yeah. And I, and I fucking love it because my child is such, like, needs. Um, although, God, like, you have twins. They had yeah. each other during the pandemic. My child became a nightmare because I, I he was alone the entire pandemic. And the sun, moon, stars sets on this fucking kid. Yeah. And it's like, he is needs to go to school like he got bit yesterday and I was thrilled about it I was like from a a little boy they were fighting over a toy and the little boy like used his teeth not he didn't even break this like it wasn't a bad one right right but I was like yes like my child needs to get out there and and learn that yeah learn this shit like you can't hit your friends you gotta fight over toys you gotta learn to use your words like I can't teach you that by yourself that's you know what I'm the only child and I was I was just like I hope to have siblings because it was so much I had to figure out by myself on that playground. (laughs) Okay. You find out it's twins. Even on their birth, you were like, this shit is not going to work out. Something's going to go. Something's going to mess up. I hope this shit works out is what I was saying. But like baby girl came right out. Baby boy was breached. Uh, You know, even then after, like you don't sleep in the, in the hospital, you're just looking at them. And then like you fall asleep standing up like a horse. I, st- I started getting like all these like ailments. My ankles hurt. My knees hurt. You know, I had sciatica and my husband's like, we have to put them in their room and you need to fucking sleep. I just was so paranoid. I had to like look in the crib, every noise they made to make sure they're going to be okay. Of course. Of course. Did you do the first uh, bunch of weeks alone? Did you have a night nurse? Did you have any help? We were alone and I was doing like, the adulting podcast. And I did like a Drew Barrymore movie. And weren't you doing, um, I think you were doing always be my maybe, which I've also seen and you were amazing. <laughs> and your character was fully pregnant. Yeah. And it was literally that week that the surrogate was getting transferred with the embryos. Right. Yeah. It was the week where I shot the, um, scene where I had given birth, where she was getting her transfer. And I was like, wow. This is crazy. This I was is like, so... this is just so wild. And thank God weed is legal in Vancouver. Not like I bought it, but I was like, it's good to have options. I just got a seafood tower and cried. <laughs> yeah. It's here. So how did you feel when you first laid eyes on them? Was it an immediate love at first sight? Did it feel real? Did you feel outside of yourself? It still doesn't feel real. It's such a weird combination of like, I love you, you're mine. 
I don't know you, who are you? You picture them when you like are in the cute phase with your partner and then you see them and you're like, what the fuck? That's not what I thought, but it's still so much better, but also what the, so it's still, I, I still feel like no one can do it better than me. And I still feel like I have no idea what I'm doing like all at the same time. And I don't know how to describe it any other way. That was pretty (laughs) perfect. I know you, but I don't know you at all. Mm -hmm. And I know what I'm doing, but I don't know what I'm doing at all. Like it's really, that is it. It's really what it is. Now, how um, how was it taking care of twins? You know, twins, no matter how old they are, you never really feel like you're giving them enough attention because mm-hmm. um, one, like baby girl is definitely more outgoing than baby boy. But because we're always like clapping for her because she's doing a dance, like I want to make sure that baby boy knows that he's also, you know, just Getting as loved. And, 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 yes. Yeah, sure, sure, and sure, so sure. it's a lot of that. And also, you know, she was sick first and then she gave it to him and like, oh, child, please. But she likes to be held more than him, but he needs to be held now that, but he's the heavier one. So they have very different temperaments. They have very yes. different temperaments. Do they play differently? Like, do they, are they... You know, I, I don't know, but when I, is there like a big difference between girl boy stuff right now? Is she like super into girl, like a doll and that sort of thing? And he's more into trucks. Do you, is that existing yeah, in her household? For sure. I mean, she's into all the stuff. She's also into anything he's into. Even though there's a whole goddamn room of plastic for her to play with. She is very aware that there are people around and likes to entertain, which is wild, like rolling her eyes and can't say sentences, but has whole ass opinions. Did she come out first or second? She came out first. So even in daycare, he'll cry when we drop him off, but she's like, let's go motherfucker. These people like us and we'll like take his hand and like be like, shush, shush. Yeah. So she's a really good older sister, even though even by 16 minutes, but, um, and, and he's just like a thoughtful, quiet, definitely only child. Is that like you and your husband? Well, she has the outgoing parts of both of us. Kais was very outgoing when he was little. Um, and then sort of become, he became like this quiet, I want to be behind the camera and be a photographer dude. Right, right. Um, you know, has had the same friends for like 25, 30 years. And I'm just like, you know, all right. Like I just... <laughs> Freaks and geeks, man. Come on over. You know? <laughs> I'm obsessed with twins. I mean, we, my husband, like, always wanted twins. And I was no, you're like, good. you don't own, yeah. I was like, no, you you're don't good. understand, <laughs> like, how fucking hard that is. I mean, it's, it is- it's a lot of, I think for twins too, no one told me that, um, I would feel like I'm in a factory. Like, sometimes I feel like that Lucille Ball like chocolate factory yes, situation where yeah, I mean, I'm just you like, must be, you're just constantly putting out meals. You're constantly cleaning up meals. You're constantly cleaning this mess up, putting that out. Like, it's just, cause that's how my life feels. And I have one, three and a half and a baby, but I can't imagine two at the same age. Um, do you ever talk about the future? Like, are they going to be in the same school? Are they going to be in separate schools? Like, how do you feel about that twin stuff? You know, for me, I would love for them to be in the same room and the same school and have each other's back and shit like that and always have a witness and you've known this person your whole fucking life. Yes, but yes. I know that's not reality. I mean, I feel like they're going to be definitely in different schools, although I would love for them to be in the same school. Oh, gosh. Um. Okay. Did you go back to work right away when they were born? 
Kind of. I don't know why I thought I'm going to bring twins home. I won't be doing the road, so I'll have time to write a book. What the fuck was I thinking? Oh, my God. I, I, I don't mean... know why I said that. I don't know why. And then I would beat myself up for taking a nap and not writing the book. And I'm just like, do I need to take the shower right now? And everyone's like, yes, we can smell you. And so it was <laughs> such a weird come to Jesus of like, am I selfish if I go off in a room and do this thing? And then I would hear them cry. And I'm like, but this is how you hold her. And they're like, go away. I don't even remember what your question was. My question is how <laughs> has it been like going back to work, work-life balance? Do you have that? I don't know anyone that does. So no, it's fine. I'm no, just I don't wondering if you is. have the secret to that. <laughs> no, I don't know what that is. I try to like make hard lines for myself, but you know what I would really love to do. And it's hard, right? It's a pandemic. I would love to take a girl's trip or a trip of myself just to feel like I got this, but there's still so much stuff you have to do before you leave. Oh my God. E just prepping the family for you to be gone is almost not worth it sometimes. Like, it's not. Like, no, it's like just to set up your fucking household to run when you're not there because uh, you do so much shit. So to fill in other people on what you do, like just this morning to be able to record this podcast at 8 a.m., our morning routine is different than what it normally is. And it is a fucking shit show out there. Like, and I'm like, everybody just fucking survive. And that's one hour. But one like hour. I normally do the mornings, you know? So my son's screaming. He's so upset that dad's waking him up and it's not me. Yeah. And, and I did all the things. I packed the lunch last night. I put out his breakfast for this morning fucking last night. Whoa. Shit that wouldn't go bad. Like everything's set up uh, ridiculous. And still. Ridiculous. I mean. Ridiculous. And that's like, imagine a trip. It's like, I don't even, I want one too. I would like to sleep in. All I want to uh, do is sleep in. That's uh, all I want. Uh, even till 7.30. Even right. till 7.30 would be an absolute miracle. Can you tell me um, what's something you've discovered about Kais as a father? Do you match each other's strengths and weaknesses? <laughs> she's giving me a face you guys can't see she's giving me a face like no I can't. <laughs> I'm giving her a face like what the fuck who no I mean we're working on it I think we didn't realize how opposite we were well you come from such different backgrounds too like he yes uh, okay so he's Dutch He's Dutch. I'm American. Dutch people are way more laid back and lenient with their kids to sort of. Oh, yes. I read this article. Was it in the New York Times? (laughs) Yeah. It was. About how you're a hell, you're more helicopter. He's much more laid back, which. Mm -hmm. uh, Okay. Tell me, is that a huge source of tension between you guys? I mean, he was right there with me too, but it wasn't his body that we had to prep to go you know, through this surgery or through this thing or through that, you know, procedure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. And so, you know, we definitely compliment each other where I'm just like, he's going to hit her head with that rock. Just watch. And he's like, no, it's no. And then sure enough, I'm like, see how he's throwing rocks. And then he's like, let them run. They'll stop at the edge of the seawall. You'll see. And I'm like, will I? He's like, sand is soft. I'm like, is it? And so it also gets caught in your eye for all of time. So it does. Um, we do compliment each other in that way, but you know, I didn't realize that I would become like this, like everyone loves Raymond episode where I'm getting the kids ready for daycare and I'm making two breakfasts and two lunches at the same time. 
And I finally get to sit on the couch while I'm doing something, of course. Mm-hmm. I'm giving them kisses. And I'm just like, I love you. And then he'll bust out with the, well, where's my breakfast? Don't you love me? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, mm-hmm. where the fuck is my breakfast? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. where the fuck are my waffles? Okay. Yeah, so, that's right. You know what I mean? So I feel like, you know, I think we thought we had it all figured out, especially looking at all our friends who are fuck-ups, have babies. We're like, we're cool. We're not going to do it like that. But here we are deep in quarantine, you know, trying to figure out who we are as parents together, our relationship with them. Also didn't even think of all the relationships that would spawn in the family. The kids are not the same with me as they are with him, as they Absolutely. are with the both of us. That's definitely true. And so, you know, it, we have definitely taken tons of moments to be like, how do we fix this? There's always a partner who feels like they're being forgotten and they're not just that other person isn't even taking care of themselves. They're just like trying to get through it. I feel like you and I are very in the similar boat in our (laughs) relationships. Oh my God. Like I'm far more of a helicopter parent and my husband is far more like laid back and relaxed, but my husband's also better at discipline than I am. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, who is that in your relationship? I think both. I think both because he speaks Dutch to them and I speak English oh. to them. So, oh. you know. So he uh, only speaks Dutch to them? That's fucking amazing. Like, Yeah, it's good. So that's why their speech is a bit delayed, but I'm cool with that. No, it's fine. I have like so many families who are doing similar things who have three and a half year olds and mm-hmm. they're, it's great. It's like, their speech might be a little bit delayed and then they're all of a sudden speaking two languages and you're like, ha ha, yeah, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. Seth Myers the other night was just like, do you ever feel like they're going to be talking behind your back? I'm like, do it. Thank God. I don't need to be a part of every day of conversation. No, you Go don't. figure it out. Escape to summer with Victoria's Secret. Pack your bags with just-arrived swim, cover-ups, corset tops, and other sexy silhouettes. When the sun goes down, opt for bold and blingy styles, like the made-to-be-seen Very Sexy Push-Up Bra from the Very Sexy Collection, in on-trend hues like Black Shine, Green, and Citron. For a glam statement, pair them with your favorite jeans and bring the heat. Because life is better in a bikini. Rewind to the future with the VS Archive Swim Collection, inspired by Victoria's Secret's classic looks from the 90s and early 2000s. For endless out-of-office options, mix and match with Victoria's Secret's wide range of bikini tops and bottoms that offer you every type of coverage, from full to cheeky to minimal. And now, in this season's must-have shades and patterns, add the finishing touch with the limited-edition Bombshell Escape fragrance, a free-spirited take on the iconic Victoria's Secret scent. Dive into a vibrant blend of juicy guava, lush palms, and summer glow peony. Shop now at your closest Victoria's Secret store or online at victoriasecret.com. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. This is it, your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. 
When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global. Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo play what have you found to be your strengths as a mom um oh god to say something something nice about myself yes come on michelle you deserve it (laughs) i mean i'm i'm a hustler i get shit done and i make people feel good at you know that that's my gift in life. And so I feel like if my kids are talking about me on a podcast 40 years from now, you know, I know definitely they're going to be like, my mom loved the shit out of me. Maybe too much. Are you a fun, playful parent? Like I'm not, I'm like terrible at that. My husband's really good at it, but like, <laughs> I, like I love, I'm a producerial mom, right? So I right. love, you know, making sure everyone's safe and needs are met and like all of that. But when my son is like, let's play hide and seek, I'm like, I want to blow my brains out. Um, or, if I, <laughs> or, or if he's like, I want to make a craft or something, I'm like, oh, fucking fuck. Like, I, okay, I know that paint is so, especially with it's twins. Not, it's it's like, not for me, but some mothers love it. Like they really do. I mean, where are you at on that? I'm a little bit of both. I definitely like to produce. Like I love Pinterest. I love toddler meals. I love figuring out what they like to eat and like sneaking in the vegetables. I got that shit down. That is my thing. I also like, you know, trying to figure out how to make them do big girl and big boy stuff. Like, isn't that fun? Look at that hamper. That hamper so so. Yes. I, you know, a little bit of both, but, um, I also like when people take over and play with them and they have like a moment and experience with them. But, um, I've been told by my mom, who's not that person. My mom, like, will teach me how to, she taught me how to balance a checkbook and wipe my butt. She's not trying to be out here singing patty cake with me, you know? Right. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Or even her grandkids. I love her. I love her. You know what I mean? But, um, she has told me and a few of my friends have told me they're just like you're just hard to follow you know you i I could watch you do the alphabet all goddamn day i can't do this with you and i'm like just put a little effort into it make it your own so i am fun but not all the fucking time do your kids think you're funny (laughs) i don't know 
I think so because they laugh at me when I'm trying to be strict with them. You know, I don't know what it's like having someone that looks like a lion just like yell at you. <laughs> yeah, I'm. Oh my god, I can't. I can't imagine you being like really good at being strict. But I'm. But I'm trying because I'm out here in I'm the waiting terrible room. at it. I am trying. Yeah, I have to do it with Hazel more than anyone else because I give her the count of three. I do the count of three, too, which is a great tool. And I never, ever thought I'd be a count to three mom, ever. I'm such a fucking hippie. I was like, no, I don't believe in this stuff. Like, absolutely. Like, we're all just free loving and out here. Yeah. You know, forest. Here for it. Flute. Here for it. And then my son is such a challenger and tester and boundary breaker and hates authority and hates rules. And I have had to learn real quick. Like he has a stick and he's about to smash someone in the face with it. Mm, And I'm mm, like, mm, I'm mm. about I'm giving you to the count of three or I'm taking that stick away or I'm taking television away or whatever. Like I've become the consequences, time ins. Which Yo. are really just fucking, just time fucking outs, but I'm trying to be. Wow. I never thought I'd be the corner mom. I'm like, we're going to the corner. It's great. She'll take her milk and pour it out while looking at me. I'm like, are you a psychopath? Oh, no. Are but you that's the my cutest son. psychopath I've ever seen? Yeah, that's my son, like sitting on the pool steps and me being like, if you drink pool water one more time and he Oof. literally stares down the barrel, like into my soul and takes a huge pail of water while he drinks it. It's so crazy. <laughs> that's their job. Like Hazel will put in bath time. She'll pour water all over Otis and he's just out here trying to play with the red car. Oh, and then yep. he starts crying. And like, yep. Yep. I really want to take water and pour it on her and be like, did you yeah. like it? But I yeah. haven't done that yet. Yeah. I yeah. might because I'm just like, I can't keep pulling her out of the bathtub because we got to get the nuts well, and crannies. It's so crazy. It's so hard. We just had someone on the podcast who's like, teach them how it makes someone else feel. I mean, yeah. that's what's so great about her having a twin. I've been trying this new thing. I'll let you know if it works, where when my son is a dick to my four month old, yeah, not a twin, and she starts to make upset, I'm like, look at her face. She looks really upset. Like, do you see that? You know, we don't want to have our friend or our family look upset. But it's really fucking hard because they just want attention. They don't care if it's good or bad. It's all the same to them. So the fact that she dumps water on Otis's head and then the whole world, like, gets shooken up in her face. Like, she's like, yes, this is fucking awesome. (laughs) (laughs) I, I know. I mean, there's not enough rosé. Like, just give me an IV, you know? I completely agree. Can you, can you tell me about, like, diaper duty with twins? How do you split up the responsibilities? That's the other thing I'm curious about. How do you split it up? You don't. I mean, again, he's more laid back, so he'll wait till, like, a diaper's falling off, practically. Uh, Oh, God, that would fucking kill me. It, it, it. It, um, you know, stress makes me sick. So I'm really trying to pick my motherfucking battles. I'm so because, proud of you. Awesome. you know, if he's loading the dishwasher and I know he's a good person, then I have to hold on to that. He does. He takes the trash out. Like I'm trying, you know, and he is hor- like, he hates poop diapers. He'll do it. He's done it. He will do it. But he can't breathe. He starts to gag. And I'm just like, get me in there. You know, like, because for me, again, I want to give the kids a good experience. I don't want them to be like, I, you know, 
I don't like this because they don't like it. You know, right. I'm just like, oh, look right. at you. You had a good ass. Poop. But see, yes. Yeah. I'm like, those are those veggie muffins and trying to make it a good anyway. experience. You yes. don't want them to have. You're such a great mom. Like, I can really tell. I love that you've even given thought to like the diapering situation where it's like, if I've got good vibes about the shit and pee, then they're going to have good vibes look, about the poop and pee. Look, it's a big thing. Because my mom tried to teach me how to put a tampon in and she, it was like, <laughs> Not it was great. like she had to walk like a tightrope. It was like she was that scene of like, um, what is it called? Indiana Dun- Indiana Jones, where she was like, which cup did Jesus have? I uh, Oh she's like, God, what are so- we going to do for when that happens? Can you tell me? What are we going to do? Well, probably tampons will be obsolete and oh, shit. Yeah, It'll just be a diva should. cup anyways. Yeah, Do you know yeah, what I mean? You're like, right. You're I don't right. Even That's know. the better choice. It's I like agree. your diva cup and your lunchbox. Don't lose them. But, um... <laughs> Um, do you have any tips from your own journey for mamas out there who are struggling to conceive? Conceive? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I do. Um, research is your best tool. You know, if you can't get it done in your state or even your neighborhood, it doesn't mean that you can't get it done elsewhere. You have options, basically. And one thing my friend Jordan's wife Well, Jordan's wife told me when I was down and out a lot, she's like, you're a crazy bitch and you will get what you want. That helped a lot. I held on to that. And Jordan told me, you've had bad days, but sometimes there could be a happy ending. Don't forget that. And so I remembered that always as well. Um, But yeah, I mean, I'm not a big... um, research person. Do you know what I mean? I'm not an Aaron Brockovich. I'm not like, how dare you say that, sir? I'm going to go prove you wrong. I'm not that bitch. You know, mm-hmm. you tell me, I'm like, oh, I'm sad. You, you mean I can't have kids? You know right. what I mean? Like I, a lot of us don't know how to advocate for ourselves. Right. Especially as women and especially in the healthcare industry. It's like, it's really a lot of work and it's yeah. a lot of being talked at and it's a lot of um, people not having the information and being exhausted and overwhelmed and not even knowing where to go. And so, yes, you have to have a little bit of Aaron Brockovich in there to yeah. sort of not, not let it stop you. Keep yeah. going, keep seeing other specialists, keep asking friends about it. Keep t- if you t- and that's the thing, if you talk about it, someone will have information that might no, be a guy, no, a girl, help. no, yes, who yes. went through it this way, who talked to this specialist, yes. who talked to this doctor. Yes. And it's like, this all is of the sudden- ultimate recipe exchange that needs to happen. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> fucking casseroles. It, that's Who's what it is. is, doctor. That's what it is. Yeah. That's like 100% what it is. Um, <laughs> okay, do you have any general advice for our parent listeners about parenting right now? Yeah, don't listen to people who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. You know who loves to tell you advice? People who don't know what the fuck they're talking about. People are like, if you work less, if you lost weight, if you saw, it was always somehow my fault. And I'm like, do you have a degree on your wall? You're in, are you a fucking doc? No, 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 you don't. So no. that shit, you know, it's like, yes, we have to talk to people, but when you talk to people, they feel like they want to give you some janky ass advice or some shit. And, uh, that part, don't listen to people. It's all like grain of salt, you know? Yep. Love that. Um, finish this sentence. Ooh! 
parenthood is. <laughs> it's so hard. It's crazy as fuck. That's the Michelle Buteau quote I wanted. Parenthood <laughs> is crazy as fuck. Put it on a t-shirt. Put it on a magnet. Put it on a fucking magnet. Oh my god, I hear baby boy crying at my oh, friends probably like, what is going on? And I no, think we're I going the back door. Um Okay, so I'm, we'll have you on again and you're gonna tell me about when Otis and Hazel start speaking like you and they girl. are like they speak in Dutch and then they're like, this is just fucking me. And you're like, right, right, right. Oh, here they are, actually. Oh, I thought they were. Did I see? What are they doing? Hi. Hi, you guys. Hi, Can you guys. See this? Hi. Oh, my gosh. They are. Oh, my goodness. Look at that blue thing. That's beautiful. Oh, wow. hi. Hi, friends. Hi, Hazel. Hi, they look mad at me. I have to go make their lunch. You want some okay, lunch? Okay, go. Um, it's, time, it's lunch time. You're it's the best. Time. You're the best. Thank you so much for this. I hope you guys loved that episode. I sure did. I want to hang out with Michelle all the time and her amazing twins. And I want to hear from you. What topics you want to discuss this season? What guests should we have on? You can always reach me at Katie's Crib at Shondaland.com. Katie's Crib is a production of Shondaland Audio in partnership with iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from Shondaland Audio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. 
like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.